You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. I'm sure you love God. You wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't. Now, today's devotional goes along with the 12th day in our book on the inner narrative. So, we're going to seek to further reveal the reality of God's emotions. This is true. He reacts to how we relate to ourselves. We're going to concentrate on Paul's warning against grieving the Holy Spirit. That's a window into God's nature and his love for us. Before we begin, I would like to ask you to pray with me along the lines of Psalm 19, verse 14a. Uh, This is my paraphrase. Abba, let the words I speak and my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. Amen in the name of the Messiah Jesus. We are often conscious of our actions and thoughts as they affect others. However, what we're concentrating on is developing an ambition, developing an ambition to please God through the words and thoughts we speak about ourselves. This is an underemphasized goal, and I would like to emphasize it. I have isolated a passage in Ephesians that may help us become aware of our meditations and how they might be channels of blessing to the indwelling spirit. So I'd like us to just take a little bit of time and let's hear this section of scripture we're considering together. Uh, I'm reading from the Lexham English Bible, Ephesians chapter 4 verses 29 through 32. No rotten word must proceed from your mouth, but only something good for the building up of the need, in order that it may give grace to those who hear, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness and rage and wrath and clamor and abusive speech must be removed from you, together with all wickedness. Become kind toward one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as also God in Christ has forgiven you. Through considering this and applying it to our inner narrative, we find that we can strengthen our souls through our meditations. If we can give grace to others who hear good, edifying words, then we can give grace to ourselves through our heart's deepest thoughts. I'm reminded of the time when King David was about to come into the first stages of being recognized as Israel's king. Right before that happened, he suffered the most disheartening defeat of his military career. As a result, his men were in rebellion. His family and theirs, along with all their possessions, were captured by malicious marauders. It seemed hopeless. David led the lament. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 4, 
Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Imagine the confusion. How could God have let this happen? As they wept, David's cadre began to fix the blame on him. Reading 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6a. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, for all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters. He was all alone. I can imagine him crying out to the God who had chosen him, What did I do wrong? Have you forsaken me? Everyone around me believes you have. They are aware of my faults and blame me for their misfortune. Are they right? Is this all my fault? Are you finished with me? Will the promises I embraced never come to pass? Was I deceived? His back was against the wall. What did David do? He overcame. This is the second part of that verse. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6b. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Somehow, he spoke to himself and found grace to help in his time of need. Please note, he did not utilize his newfound inner strength to pursue his own agenda. Despite his deep desire, David immediately sought the Lord for direction. The outcome of the story is that God enabled this company of champions to recover everything that had been lost. 1 Samuel 30 verse 18 so David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. This is a worthwhile pattern for our daily lives. Let's speak to our own souls and receive strength. Let's seek the Lord and receive direction. Then let's follow through and find victory. Paul wrote that we can give grace to those who hear if to others, then to ourselves too. What type of grace is this? Enabling, strengthening favor. This energizing grace must be received. Just like when we speak to someone else, the words must be respected and seen as both reliable and reality-based. Good supportive words can be offered, but unless they are received with faith, they will not do the hearer any good. We can hear God's words and make them our own. We can agree with them. We can meditate upon them. They then become part of our stewardship. These words are like seed. We can sow them in our own heart. The Messiah Jesus said, Luke chapter 8, verse 8, Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great as he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We can cultivate ears to hear. We can be good soil for an encouraging inner narrative. It will bear good fruit. In this case, the fruit we're after is to give God's presence pleasure. Our text reads from Ephesians 4.29 and 30, the Lexham English Bible, 
No rotten word must proceed from your mouth, but only something good for the building up of the need, in order that it may give grace to those who hear, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now I've chosen a translation that emphasizes the connective word, and, in order that it may give grace to those who hear, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So, I have chosen this connective word and rather than a full stop, a period, and then the beginning of a new sentence, which is the way most translations have it. Well, why would I do that? Because the connective, although generally not translated, this connective, the word and, is there in the Greek. This is still one thought. The inference is that there is some speech that can grieve God's spirit. Friends, if there is speech that grieves, there is speech that blesses. Although not in this passage, God is pleased when we speak and give grace to those who hear. He loves it when we love one another. The way we speak can be an avenue for conveying that love. God's indwelling presence can also be grieved. Here is the only other time the Bible specifically reveals that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Isaiah 63 verse 10 but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned himself to become their enemy. Now Paul used a Greek word that more closely follows the Hebrew than the Greek translation of the prophets, the, the Septuagint. The Septuagint uses a word that has to do with giving provocation to anger. Uh, that is more of a paraphrase than a good translation. As in most cases, Context determines the nuance of the definition of the Hebrew word. In this case, the Hebrew word is atzav. And although this word can mean physical pain, that is not the case here. In this context, atzav conveys the emotion of sorrow as the result of having one's feelings hurt. The Greek is lupeo. And according to the exegetical dictionary of the New Testament, it means to cause pain or give offense. And that is right in line with the prophetic lament in Isaiah. What this might mean is that Paul is actually referencing the section in Isaiah. Here is Isaiah 63.10 in its immediate setting. Isaiah 63 verses 8 through 10. For he said... Surely they are my people, sons who will not deal falsely. So he became their savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his mercy he redeemed them, and he lifted them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned himself to become their enemy, he fought against them. First, we find that God had affection for and confidence in his people. With high hopes, he saved them. God identified with their suffering, delivered them, and because of his love and mercy, acted like a kinsman redeemer. They had no strength, but he became their strength, and then, then they rebelled. The result of their rebellion was that the Holy Spirit was deeply grieved and, as a result of their callous, unthinking, 
unwise rebellion, God was turned against them. He became hostile to them. Now, our next part of this devotional is going to isolate and examine some of the ways our inner narratives may need to be changed. It is possible to bless God by our thoughts and words about ourselves. It is possible to grieve the God who is utterly committed to our well-being. So let's continue to apply Paul's exhortation to the Ephesians to our own souls so that you don't have to uh, look it up. Let me read to you perhaps a more pointed paraphrase of Ephesians 4 verse 29. I'm applying Ephesians 4:29 to our inner narrative. Here we go. Do not allow any rotten inner conversation to proceed from your heart about yourself to yourself. Instead, concentrate upon what is wholesome. Strategically strengthen your soul according to your immediate need. Embrace the goal to please God with your meditations and impart grace to your inner being in your time of need. Let's pray again. Oh, Father, let the words I speak and my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. In the name of the Messiah Jesus, amen. Love and More is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion, which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.